Chinese companies have been very successful in trading and producing goods for other companies, but seem to find it more difficult to make the transition to very large global companies producing brands in their own name. One organization that has achieved this is VTech, a world leader in electronic learning products. Western and Asian business practice is contrasted by their chairman. The most major difference is the ownership structures. Most founders in Asian business still own a chunk, a large chunk of uh, the business, and they are still controlling <coughs> uh, the business by and large. Um, and this type of management uh, basically can be very efficient because the, uh, the founders or the head of the company basically uh, would make all the decisions. Uh, so they cut through all the red tapes and get things done very quickly. They don't have to go through an elaborate board of director system. So this kind of quick decisions has given a lot of agility to Asian companies to compete in the global market. So that's the one fundamental difference. The other advantage of Asian business, of course, is business relationships between businesses. We don't need a lot of contracts to tie business together. A lot of depends on personal relationships rather than just black and white contracts. Again, of course, the flip side to it is uh, one should not really rely on uh, just personal relationship or over-rely on personal relationship, ignore the, the real essence of uh, your competitiveness, uh, which can actually drag you down eventually. But it can be, a, I think it's a very good thing uh, people kind of laugh at the, uh, uh, the Chinese system of guanxi between businesses. I mean, you, when you start doing business in, in China, this type of guanxi is, is very important. They kind of look at things in a much longer perspective. Uh, whereas um, Western management, they tend to inflate the value of the company in a very short time and then in expense of the sustainable long-term growth of the business. But in Chinese businesses, a lot of them are family businesses. They pass on from generation to generation to generations. Even nowadays, uh, uh, the company structure, the organizational structure in Hong Kong company, they are still very much uh, controlled by the family. Uh, like, say, for example, um, the chairman of large corporations. So he would expect that uh, his chairmanship would be taken over by his son probably the eldest son of the family. And he would expect all his subordinates would respect his son. But as Chinese businesses grow in size, can these distinctive ways of working survive? There's a certain size that Chinese management or Asian management can go up to. In my opinion, there's about 100 million US dollars. Beyond that, the Chinese management style would become a burden. It's very good system to use between zero to 100 million because you have no red tapes, very efficient, very quick decisions, so you can move the company along very quickly. Beyond that, you need to put in professional management in place, and that's the weak part to it. Now, Western management uh, have excellent uh, uh, ways of putting professional managers in places and move the company along. However, I would add that we should not lose the merits of the Asian management style when we introduce the Western style. If we're talking about a much larger firm, a global firm, here it seems there's much more convergence of practice 
and Eastern firms do need to adopt Western business practices when they reach that size. But of course, uh, the way they implement these have a Asian flavor. So, for example, to build loyalty here, uh, we may find the metaphor of the family being used. DHL, a large global company, does exactly this. We operate in 215 countries in the world, and four-fifths of those, uh, from Asia to the subcontinent of India, Middle East, to Africa, to South America, the family value is about the only viable social value. When we hire new people, we give them the mental um, model of a family, then they identify it with, uh, with it and feel very comfortable with it very quickly. Family is not governed by contracts. Families are governed by covenants. It's not written, but it's manifested in the way that the, the people deal with each other. The relationship between a father and son is not a contractual one, it's a covenantal one. And you cannot fire your father and you cannot fire your niece. One very powerful thing is you have to work out your internal conflict very quickly so that you can uh, use all your energy to fight your competitors on the outside. 